Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, people, I'm excited because I have my friend Allison with me today. Allison Sivak is with me, and I'm going to just ask you the same questions I ask everybody right off the bat for part of the real deal. So there's no right or wrong, and you don't feel like you have to answer one or the other. But mm-hmm. this just gets everybody used to your voice and mine. So would you consider yourself, Allison, an introvert or extrovert? Uh, introvert. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Dog. Are you a morning bird or night owl? Morning. Books or movies? Uh, movies. Okay. Silence or music? Music. Are you? Would you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Shower or bath? Shower. Passenger or driver? Passenger. And would you like to eat at home or dine out? Oh, I'm a good cook. Eat in. All right. Wow. You answered those <laughs> the most definitive of any guest I have ever had. So you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. Mm-hmm. And welcome to The Real Deal, by the Thank way. Thank you. I'm really glad you're here. But my dad always told us to be The Real Deal. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just be who you really are. Don't try to fake uh, being anybody else. Uh, wood is wooden. It should look like it's wood. Pottery should not be fake. Leather should be leather. Like he just told us, be authentically you. Mm-hmm. I think growing up, that really influenced me. Like... I like to be Rachel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a, I am surrounded by thousands of incredible people. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, they're incredible, but I kind of like to be me. So mm-hmm. he always told us to be the real deal. And my dad was the real deal. Like, what you saw is what you got. And he loved Jesus, and he loved people, and he was a storyteller, and he was fun. But I think everybody knows somebody in their life that was the real deal. So do you have an example of somebody through your growing years, or maybe there's more than one, but just tell me off the top of your head, who is the real deal Mm -hmm. in your life and how did it impact you? Yeah, probably the name that like pops up first is Shantani Oscarin. She's just been, yeah, just so like formative in my, Mm. especially my um, like grad school years. Yeah. And because I went, I, I think there was like a time when I went over to her house like three, four times a week. <laughs> like yeah. I was just over there. Like she was just like my like adopted mom and mm-hmm. I just love her mm-hmm. so much. And her house is always welcome. And yep. um, it was just like a peaceful place for me to be and to vent. And yeah. it was just a safe, safe place for me. Yeah. And so did you feel you didn't feel like you had to pretend? No. You know, no. because of that. I could just be like, I had a terrible day or I feel so anxious about this. And she would just sit there and listen. And mm-hmm. she, her and um, her husband were like our marriage counselors mm-hmm. and, you know, really you know, took us under their wings and was like, you know, what, are, you know, what are you struggling with? And they, you know, would share what, you know, problems and yep. things in their life. And they were just really like authentic about everything. Yeah. And they're just so honest and gives you the freedom to be real. Yeah. And not you know, wear a mask or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So let's just go there for a minute. You yeah. have changed your name because you've gotten <laughs> married. So from Allison Lash yeah. to CVAC. CVAC, yeah. How, how long have you been married? About two years. We just celebrated two years a oh month ago. Oh, my word. It's already been two years. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just like into one. Oh, it's but you wild. know that last year, that whole... It was a terrible year. COVID, whatever thing. <laughs> Blur. No, we, we were the lucky ones. We got married pre-COVID. So we, we were like 2019. Right. But f- my mom wanted us to get married a year later. And so she apologized. She was like, you know, you know, I'm sorry I put that pressure, you know. Thank God you got married in 2019. I was like, you're welcome. Yeah. No problem. I told you. Yeah. But you guys were ready. 
Yeah. We dated for eight years before we got married. Yeah. So you met when you were kids. I mean, yeah, we were like 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, this is just, you know, coming to my mind, but do you remember anything that when you were going through marriage counseling or anything that was brought up with Shanthony and Mm Vinod, her husband, that was like, oh, I didn't even know this about myself or I didn't know this about my soon to be spouse. Was there any surprises? Mm -hmm. I think they, like we really went over like the five love languages. Yeah. And that was really helpful because I, so what Kevin, my husband needs is like words of affirmation. And I'm just like, I'm, I think it was just how I was raised. Like, like I love you was not a very common word. Not that I doubted that they loved me, but like, it was just not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and he just is, he's so like wordy. He's like, you're the best, you're this, blah, blah. And it just like overwhelms me because that's not how I was around. Mm-hmm. So I think them expressing that that is like normal mm-hmm. because I'm a very like, I'll just hang out with you all the time. I'm more of like a time person. Yeah. So, so you're yeah. voting with your feet. Quality time. Yeah. If you're hanging out with somebody, then that means they, you love them. You just have to be going like, I yeah. just love you. You're just yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that yeah going through that and like recognizing mm-hmm. the fact that i'm like so uncomfortable with really my words in general especially words of affection toward him and mm. toward other people um that like yeah opened my eyes to what i need to work on better yeah um not even just my relationship with him but relationships with other people yeah i just saw an instagram today with the five love languages and it would have like um so avoid this if that's the one and mm-hmm. practice this. I'll show them to you after because they yeah. were so good and I can just screenshot them. It, it's important because sometimes we maybe know if it's gifts and we feel like, oh, it's got to be a lavish gift. No, it doesn't. It just mm-hmm. means I was thinking of you. And so some of those tips that we know, but they, they were really good. And I just watched or just looked at that this morning. But yeah. OK, so I know you have a brother. I do. But tell me something about some of the formative years. Is, is that yeah. your only sibling? Yeah, he's okay. my only sibling. Are you oldest? I'm the oldest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can tell. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. thought I'd ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about growing up. Yeah, so we grew up um, in like a Christian home. Yeah. I went to a Lutheran school, church, mm-hmm. then therefore got, then I got married at that church. We have like a really long history that like great grandma, the whole yeah. thing. So, um, wow. It was crazy. Yeah. So we have like a really long standing tradition at this Lutheran church. Yeah, it was great. I mean, but I grew up, it was all just like, it was me and these 28 kids and in my class. I mean, there was obviously, you know, there was probably 300 kids in the whole school, but it was like the small little bubble. And that was all I was around, you know, and everyone believed the same thing and everyone pretty much looked the same. And, you know, it was a little bit of the Truman show. I'm not making fun of it, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like, is there the outside world? Well, you wouldn't really know. It wasn't like you were kept from the world, but I just meant that was Mm -hmm. the world you knew. That was the world that I knew. And yeah, it was a lot of memorizing. I could probably still recite Luther's small catechism to you and all that stuff. So, so yeah, it was a good childhood. It was really good. I think things got real when, that I went to high school and I went to public high school. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I was around like all different ethnicities and people were swearing and I was like, what is, you know, I'm just like literally this little like perfect girl, you know? And did it bring your spirit trouble? Yes. Like, were, were, yeah. Like for a long time, I was like so mad at my parents. Cause I was like, I wanted to go to this Christian high school and they were like, no, it's, you know, you want, it's like high school, college. What do you want us to pay for? You know? And so then I went there. My mom was diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer when I was 14. Oh, I didn't know that. So that really rocked yeah. like, our boat. And the reason I found out about it is like all of a sudden, like, like my pastor showed up 
at our house. And oh. he, like, I was upstairs, we had this like balcony upstairs and he came in and he was like, Mary, like, I need to pray for you. And he was there. And, but I remember just like sobbing cause mm-hmm. I didn't know what, you know, what was going to happen. So yeah, I mean, she's fine. She's like cancer free for God. like 11 years now, which is great. But I think that really, that was a really, cause that was my freshman year of high school too. So it was like, all these new people, new school, new environment, and my mom has cancer. Yeah. So that was a lot. Kind of something's kind of bottomed out in your world, in a yeah. sense. Do you feel like that was the, the an open door for some things that God is giving you victory in, but yeah. also introduce some of the struggles that you've had? Even like, yeah. I mean, not, I'm not pinpointing it on your mom. What I'm saying is that's the time when that door opened. Yeah, well, I think like the trajectory my life has gone in the interest, whether I. I think it wasn't a conscious thought at the time, but I am like super into nutrition and all this stuff now. And I think that I, that subconsciously was in my mind. You can trace it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was like the start of it's Mm -hmm. like, why did this happen to my 45 year old mom? You know, like this isn't normal, you know? And so then not to say like, you know, that her nutrition was terrible, but I think it was just like, why, why did this happen? God. And like, I think then it formed my a little bit more into like thinking about my faith as an individual and also just my like, like intel, uh, I don't know the word, but just kind of like going into nutrition yep. and even that's not necessarily what I did in college, right. which is a whole thing. But now I think I can see wow. that that was like the beginning of, of that passion. I think of mine. Yeah. Well, if, if you had a word to use over your college years, mm-hmm. Like an adjective, a word. I've never said this to any guests, but it's just coming up to me. Yeah. What word marks your college experience? I don't know. I think, I, I mean, this is terrible, but I became so anxious when I was in college. So that's, and and stressed. Like, I don't rem- ever remember being as anxious and stressed as, as I was when I was in college. Yeah. I mean, that's a word that I have for you, but it's like a coin. Yeah. Not a word like a prophetic word over your mm-hmm. life. I'm not speaking anxiety mm-hmm. over your life. Yeah. But if I were to think of those years, and those are the years when we met, mm-hmm. it was a coin. Heads would be joy. Yeah. Just, you're a joyful person, Allison. Yeah. It's on your face. It's in your beauty. It's the way you react to other people. Mm-hmm. You enjoy life. Yeah. And then the tails, if you flip it, would be like, it, it's almost like it changes even your face. Mm-hmm. There's like an anxiety that comes over there. That, by the way, it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, you know, that you have a fainting spirit or yeah. a spirit of depression. So, but that is one thing that you've battled. Mm-hmm. But I think you're getting victory. And maybe you yeah. can share kind of some of the things you've done. Because I think to say to people, just don't be anxious, doesn't work. No. Even though we know no. it's a command mm-hmm. not to be. Mm-hmm. But then what do we have to do in place of it? Well, right. it's like pray is one of the things it says. And yeah. actually, when you release the opposite, Mm-hmm. then you're good. When you release the peace of God and you concentrate on that peace, mm-hmm. it's like one thing could be on the shelf at a time is my point. Mm-hmm. You know, so what are some of the things that helped you yeah. during that? Because there's somebody on the other end of this. It's like maybe a college student or this, because mm-hmm. when it grabs you for the first time, you're like, whoa, I've never had this before. Mm-hmm. What are some things you did or have helped? Yeah, I think one, just having like really supportive friendships and mm-hmm. people like around you, because I think, like, my husband is not an anxious person. Yeah. And so having him as a very, like, close person that yeah. I could, and he settled me. Okay. Yeah. He, 
And he still does this day. He, like, kind of, like, you know, if I go outside and I feel like the sky is falling down, yeah. like, he's like, look, it's not, you know. Um, and he just, you know, holds me and t- it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. like it's not the end of the world. And so that has just been really like a great gift from God. Yeah. Like this to have him and to know that he's like steady and, you know, we've been, he's been in my life for a really long time. Yeah. So that has been a blessing and just even other friendships and the Boscarins and yeah. even, and just now I think. I don't think I really dealt with it when I was in college because I was, other than the fact with then meeting with, like, Shanthony so often, like, I I don't think I dealt with it until recently, to be honest with you. Yeah. And so then I've just started this, like, daily practice of, like, writing thoughts down and being like, God, what can I, like, surrender today? Yeah. And, because, yeah, like, what you said, like, you know, like, you can't just say, like, well, don't be anxious. Or just pray it away. Yeah, don't look at your nose. The minute you say that to somebody uh-huh. and they're just staring in a mirror, that all they can see is their nose all of a sudden. They don't yeah. see their eyebrows. They don't even see them because don't look at mm-hmm. your nose. You know, yeah. don't, don't be anxious. Right. But I know Graham Cook, he talks about you call peace up like an elevator. Mm-hmm. Like you would call for it to come to the sixth floor if you're in a hotel, right? You lit- It's inside of you because the prince yeah. of peace lives in there. Yeah. So it's almost like you practice it coming up and be like, oh, it's there. But if we think it's from out here and we've got to get it inside, you know what I mean? We're trying mm-hmm. to f- attach something to us rather than, yeah. hang on. Oh, there. There's the... Pre- you, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like it's that. almost like a thermometer rising. That, li- that little mm-hmm. red part goes like, oh, there's the peace of God. Oh. And it surpasses understanding. And it happens that when I'm actually thankful, <laughs> then mm-hmm. it kind of changes. You know, because yeah. I don't think God would say that. You know, do not be anxious about anything. If that was the end of the sentence, that would be so unhelpful to us, yeah. you know, but when everything, how much is everything, everything by prayer mm-hmm. and petition, because you got to say what it is. If you don't say what it yeah. is, he's gotta like, release well, it. we got to recognize that this is what's troubling you. Yeah. So go ahead and tell me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, let the peace of God. Yeah. I, I'm not always certain our little troubled spirits want to let mm-hmm. the peace of God that transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind. And the mind mm-hmm. is a big deal for me. Yeah, I agree. You know, your heart, great, yeah. but the mind, okay, is it resurfacing on those same thoughts? Mm-hmm. Am I running around the same track? Thinking mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even, like, um, are you familiar with, like, the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. So, I think even, like, recognizing, like, I'm, like, totally a one. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think I, re- like, really, until recently, was, like, I'm a one. I always thought I was a three. Okay. But the one... I don't, didn't really, like, think that I was a perfectionist. Like, I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist. Because in school and everything, I was like, I don't need to learn all the specific details of X, Y, and Z. I just want to know, like, the general idea. So I was never, I never really thought I was, like, a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. But I think I am in the sense of, like, like, I put so much on myself. Yes. And I have, like, such, like, an inner critic. And so I think speaking declarations over myself. Yeah. So I live like writing a lot. I have this journal. Um, I forgot that by like Margaret's F I forgot what yeah. her last name is, but she has this like great journal and it has like all these things and like written in biblical truth, like what the, yep. li- like what the lie is, but then what really God's truth is. Yep. So I try to, it takes like a minute and I'll just like read it over myself every day and just knowing that truth because my inner critic in my head and like this voice that I hear all the time of like, you're not good enough. You're only worthy for love. If you prove yourself, you, you know, you have very to Very performance do, based. Yeah, very when 100%. Allison does and makes all the marks, then 
then you're worthy. then you might get some yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so I think speaking that over myself and and hearing myself say amen it, you know because I, my inner critic what I hear is my voice and amen. it's just like rude to me yeah you know but if I can then be louder than it that helps so good Allison this is so good because even when I think about David it says that he he strengthened himself in the Lord mm-hmm he was preaching to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk to myself all day long. I say God's word all day long. It's like, literally, that has to be the voice in your head because the mm-hmm. enemy comes to accuse and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you have lost death and destruction, it's got his fingerprints, right? But the, the interesting thing for me is when I wrote that devotional, He Speaks, mm-hmm. it, it was important to have, like, what God said over me. And it was a practice to realize mm-hmm. he was, like, really saying things like, be you. I love you. Mm-hmm. For you, not against you. Like, it was God's word, but it was his voice that I would hear. But then when I put it together so that it could be published, I was like, it needs to have a scripture to embrace and a prayer to say. Mm-hmm. And it needs to have a declaration to declare out loud. And, I, you know, I always put these little parentheticals mm-hmm. like, I mean it, say it out loud, you know, whatever it is. Because yeah. it's really important yeah. and our brain gets rewired because it yeah. says to renew your mind. Mm-hmm. But the old... The old ditch in our brain, the old pathway is worn Mm -hmm. with all those other things. It has to make a new one by renewing. But isn't that so cool that we can change it, you know? I think that was really empowering to learn that. That, like, it's like, it doesn't have to be like this forever. Exactly. It doesn't. And, like, God, in his grace, like, allows it to be rewired. Yes. And I think some people, when they battle with something... They call it my, like that, that's just like a personal thing for me. I don't like when somebody says my cancer, mm-hmm. my anxiety. Well, you just owned it. Don't own it. Push it away and say, I battle this. I reject this. And God is replacing it with this because mm-hmm. he's big enough to lead us through the seasons. Yeah. You know, you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. It, that means you are there, mm-hmm. but you're making your way to a different spot. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you don't feel like this is going to be your life is already a big victory. Yeah. A big victory because it's up here already in your mind one. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's been a journey. Yeah. It's been good. So you have had the changes that you've had post-graduation, getting married, and then you thought you were going to maybe go one direction and some things have changed recently. So tell me a little bit about that more career related, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of unpack that. However, whatever you want to share. Sure. So so, yeah, so I graduated as a physical therapist, and so I thought, like, oh, like, I made it. That I worked so hard for that. Oh, degree. yes, you did. Whew. So, um... And all so, your practicum things, all your tests. I mean, yeah. you would come to Bible study, and then the next day you'd have, like, a test at 7 in the morning. I'm like, no, maybe it wasn't 7. Maybe it was at 8 o'clock. I don't know, but I was like, she's a dedicated person. Yeah, thank you. You really are. Thank you. I mean, I knew, like, what I really needed, you mm-hmm. know? And at some point, I would see everyone studying, and I would be like, you know, like... I could easily fall into this trap of keeping studying or I could surrender this to God yep. and, you know, take time for myself. And, yep. you know, I, I made it. So, yep. and we're all this in the same, you know, everyone graduated. Yep. So, so yeah. So I, yeah, I graduated, got married two weeks later and then <laughs> just hilarious, <laughs> but you know, it's pre COVID. So that was good. Yeah. And then, yeah, I started working at a hospital and so I had like four internships throughout the program. Right. And so then but then I, I applied to, like, a totally separate okay. hospital. Okay. So it was a hospital. Actually, my dad works at the hospital. Okay. Yeah, I started working there in August of 2019. And so I worked there, as you can imagine, for a few months. And then COVID hit. And um, then I was thrust into being, a, like, basically the COVID PT. 
So I had to go, I wasn't like furloughed or anything. I was working the whole time and it was really terrible and stressful Mm. because I was just like in the rooms and I felt like, I mean, I understood like it was just like me, my husband, we were young. I had no problem, you know, and by, you know, the grace of God, I didn't get sick at all. So I don't know. That was great. Um, But it was really a stressful like six months. Yeah. Then they transitioned me back to outpatient, which was good. And so that's what I'm still kind of at. But basically, like, in the midst of COVID, kind of, like, July of or 2020, I was just kind of, like, hit this rock where I was, like, I'm getting so burnt out as a mm. PT. Like, mm. and I think COVID had a lot to do with it, but I also felt, like, this, like, nagging sense in me that was, like, nutrition is, like, your passion and this is what you need to do. So... I ended up joining this program called Institute of Integrative Nutrition. So mm-hmm. it's like a year. Um, and they teach you how to be like a health coach. Okay. So I'll be done in September. I technically started in September. Okay. And so then throughout the midst of this, I actually, like long story short, I started my own business. Yeah. So that's called um, Surrender All. And I named that mm. just for, it's really the name's for me. You know, like, okay, God, like if this doesn't work out, that's okay. I'm surrendering it to you. You know, it's not... So it's, it's, that's the story of the street you've been on in your journey. I think it like culminated to that, like what I needed, you know? So yeah. So it's, it's it's just like a prayer, like kind of to me, whenever I say it, like, okay, God, like whatever, you know, whatever you have for me. So then kind of wild ride, you know, I've just been, you know, posting on social media and that's kind of where I'm like trying to get clients and things like that. Um, it's like a baby, baby project. Yeah. Um, but scripture says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Right. Yeah. You know, you begin going Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you don't realize, you know, rolling a snowball, there's more snow that collects Mm -hmm. on the snowball and they're making this big snowman in the yard. You know what I mean? So that's, that's incredible that Mm -hmm. you're saying it's baby, but it will grow. Yeah. And then like literally the past week. So Mm. my, one of my coworkers was like, just kind of randomly like, I know this clinic that you would be really a good fit at. Mm. And so I literally just changed my resume, updated everything and sent it like last week. Wow. This is fresh. This is fresh. (laughs) And so I was like, Hey, I don't know if you have any job opportunities, but if you have anything in the future, just let me know. And so literally this is what Rachel, this is what she said. She was like, Allison, you must have a sixth sense. We're currently now applying like getting two new physical therapists you know really great resume with it seems like you're interested in a lot of the things blah 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 can we talk on monday so i had this interview with her like six days ago whatever and then i had another interview on friday and they offered me the job like basically like saturday afternoon (laughs) and so add water shake yeah literally yeah so it's a it's a pt position yeah but they're allowing me to do health coaching at the clinic. So I, and they're like, they're like, you can keep your name. You could do everything. We're going to give you insurance and we're going to give you a customer base. And so I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. This was an answer prayer. Yeah. Like a long way coming. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying the real deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to the real deal. Do you also like, so there's this exciting thing Mm -hmm. that God is giving you that uh, you've worked toward, but it's kind of like also your heart. But do you also feel that yoke off of you of 
you know what I mean, that what you were not ma- made to carry or you're not wired for or whatever. Because I think it's important. It's part of the real deal is mm-hmm. being who we're made to be. Yeah. Even though we could say, well, I could practice law or I could be a teacher or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could do a lot of things. Yeah. But if it's not really what we're energized for, mm-hmm. then it's probably not part of our purpose. No. Yeah. I felt like... I mean, it's, it has been a very emotional 24 hours, yeah. I guess, because it's, you know, I still, like, love my coworkers and, you know, just logistics of the job and stuff like that. But, like, I just feel such at peace with yeah. this decision, you know. Because you have to go completely to a whole nother place. Yeah. But you don't mm-hmm. have to burn bridges. There will be some people. Like, sometimes God, when I wrote Lily Pads, there was a chapter, he brings people into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And sometimes the reason is really clear. And then they're not in your life, but you didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. It was just there was a reason why you were connected. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's a season, like the season where you worked with these people. But then you will have like cling on, like people will stick, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, okay, wait, these are my lifers. Yeah. And that helps us to know that obviously you haven't burned a bridge. So (laughs) you'll be able to, you know, get together with them, but you'll make new connections too. Yeah. That's just the way it'll be. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. So what, what do you feel would be your ideal person that you would want to help. So social media and you're going to have a client base, but as God grows this in your mind, what is your heart? Like, I wish I could help. Is it narrow? Is it broad? How, what's it in your mind? Yeah. Well, my like mission statement is like, I want to empower Christian women to feel empowered in their God given bodies through food, fitness, and faith. Mm. So that's kind of, I really do have a passion for women, but I'm, like, open to helping men. Yep. But I, I think, like, God is really leading me toward helping women. And, yeah, I think, and especially Christian women, because I really want to, like, bring in faith into the conversation. Because yeah. I think it's important. The program talks about, like, primary and secondary foods. So, like, okay. primary foods is kind of, like, all these things, like, in your life. Like, your spirituality, your finances, your, your relationships, home environment, etc. And the secondary food is like actually what you eat. Okay. So it's a really like a holistic program. And so I, yeah, I really feel like called to help mm. specifically more Christian women. But yeah, I mean, obviously at this clinic, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's going to bring me there, but right. yeah, I'm. So will you kind of do two things in tandem or not? I think so. I'm still going to keep, again, this is so new. I'm figuring right. it out. Right. right. So yeah, I'm going to do, I'm still going to keep up with the social media and get, you know, hopefully clients that way. Yep. And then also at the actual clinic. So is your social media, like how would somebody, even if they're listening now and they mm-hmm. want to do something like that, would it just be your name? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's just my name. Okay. And then there's like a link underneath. Spell your name. last name just so people. Allison. Sivak. S I V as in Victor A K. Yep. Okay. So they would find that, mm-hmm. and then you have a separate page on Instagram for just this new endeavor. Well, it's uh, it's just my name. Okay. Got that it. is it. And then there's like a link underneath. Okay. And yep. then from there, there's like a program application. So you just fill out the application, and then. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so people will either start trickling in or you'll find people, you know, dump trucked and coming in and you'll start working with them. And like, would it be something where you meet with them personally? Is it Mm -hmm. something that you feel like you'll do some virtual things? Do they come in? How? how, Give me a little bit of what what you think is going to happen. So, well, I mean, I think it's two different things, I guess, now. But my original intention was... I mean, I'm totally open to meeting with people, like, in person, but yeah. if they're far, you yeah. know, because I'm in Illinois, so, yeah. but yeah, it's like a 
it's bi-monthly, so okay. two times a month yep. for six uh, months okay. is the commitment. And then obviously they can extend if they feel right. you know so inclined. But yeah, it's just the first session I'm going to offer is free. So they fill out like a health history form and we just kind of go over that form together. Yep. And then we set up goals. So it's really individualized on what they want to do, but it's more of like a mentorship counseling nice. program. So it may be that somebody says, I have a weight goal. Another person may be like, I know my triggers with food and mm-hmm. with consumption, because it may not even be food, Right? are this. And I just right. want you to help me through that. And it could be a myriad of things, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's really cool. Yeah. How about you? Do you feel like nutrition-wise you've even gone through a... A journey of sorts? Oh, 100%. Yeah, tell me. Tell me about any of that. So in, I guess it started in college, was part of the other problem. So I had, was dealing with a lot of like dietary issues throughout college. Oh, okay. So I was, yeah, just like chronically bloated, Mm. felt terrible. Um, And I thought it was like maybe just get campus food, which probably was part of it. But I think a lot of it had to do with stress. Mm -hmm. And because when I would go home and I wasn't as stressed, it would go away. Interesting. So... And, so you started yeah. to connect the dots. Yeah. So I feel like it was more so stress. And then, so pretty much, so I would eat meat and whatever before. And then in probably September of 2019, I came home one day and I was like, Kevin, we're not going to have meat anymore. <laughs> we're not going to have dairy either because he should not have dairy anyway, whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, since then I've been like plant-based. Mm-hmm. So like predominantly other than like I'll be like a social vegetarian I guess you could yep. say. Yep. But yeah, I pretty much I definitely don't eat any meat. I feel like so much better. <laughs> Just like lighter and freer and but it's been a journey and yeah. I think again it all kind of came back to even just like my mom and what happened to her. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, feeling really, you know, passionate about it because there's so much we can do to prevent so many things that are happening to us mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. especially working in healthcare people just like, it's like life happens to them. It's like, oh, well, you know, like I'm just, I just hurt because I'm old. And it's just like, no, like that's not actually a normal part of the aging process. And I don't think people know that. Like, I think that they're just like arthritis is is inevitable, you know, like heart diseases too. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not like God actually didn't design us to be that way. Sure. Things will change in our lives and like, we'll look different, feel different, but we're not going to we're not destined for like, you know, this terrible life and like yep. your golden years shouldn't be like this terrible thing. Yep. So. I, I do feel like God came to give life. Yeah. Like he didn't say that as cross stitch that on a pillow or mm-hmm. find it and, you know, put it in a frame somewhere. Like he means life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? not yeah. death and, yeah. and to the full. Yeah. Like that you would be able to walk the steps and take a hike and be older and not hurt all the time or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I believe we've been bought or we have purchased in our own minds kind of like a death culture or a yeah. uh, everything is going to go downhill culture, probably spoon fed a little bit through just over time yeah. to where we believe that rather than, wait a minute, God brings life yeah. and life to all things. And if he's got his hands on it, there's it's life giving and mm-hmm. good. And Yeah. Wow, that's really fun. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. So you kind of want to help people get a different lens on some things or show them some things. Or if they if they have particular struggles, is there somewhere else you refer them to if there's something dietary? Pro- you know what I mean? I don't know what yeah. that would be like. Yeah. I mean, if there's, like, there's certain things I cannot help, yeah. like, 
there's there's so much only within my scope of practice. So right. like obviously there's other people that I think if they're telling me certain things then I would refer them to okay. other like practitioners and stuff. But you know, I'm more there as like a like a supportive figure and someone that's like, Hey, I'm gonna walk alongside you mm-hmm. like to deal with, you know, whatever you're dealing with. And just kind of be that support system. Because I think oftentimes that's really what people need. Yeah. Is just, like, support. Because maybe their family's not giving it to them. Or they don't realize, like, what's, you know, what's really triggering certain, you know, things. And, you know, eating or other behaviors or whatever. And, you know, so I think it's, yeah, it's just more of like a, hey, I'm here, you know. Yeah. So what was your overall relationship with food growing up? Was it a friend or a foe for you? It was a friend, but I think, I mean, I grew up eating pretty normal, I guess you could say, like a standard American diet. And so it's just like crazy because like I definitely would not be eating the way that I, you know, I was a very like meat potatoes, like that's how my dad eats, you know, and I'm like a daddy's girl. So like meat potatoes, maybe like carrots and corn and like called a day. You know, like lots, we had ice cream every night, which is hilarious <laughs> and like all this stuff. So, I mean, it was definitely, I never felt like I really like struggled with weight. Yeah. Like that was never like a part of my story that no. I felt like. You and you know, never went into the anorexia no. thing or bulimia thing or. No. Okay. Yeah. I just was like uncomfortable. Like I've had pain to the point where like some of the times I was like, I need to go to, like the emergency room. Like it would yeah. be like crippling. And I never really got formally tested of, like, what exactly was my irritant and what Mm. was causing it. Was it stress? Was it a certain type of food? But just, like, through stress management techniques and through changing my diet, yeah, I haven't had that anymore in, like, two years. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, you know, I, I, we started eating differently after my husband had heart surgery. And I wasn't on any big crusade to tell people they needed to eat a certain way. Yeah. I just had a personal experience of I felt better when. Do you know what I mean? And you can't yeah. you can't really deny that if somebody's saying like I have clearer thinking or I my bathroom habits are more normal or mm-hmm. regular or whatever. You know. It's just it's just a truth that is there, you know. So and God gives us all things to enjoy. But not everything that we are given now is in its greatest state either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's a kind of a, I think that's a little bit of a personal journey. Yeah. And so what's nice is that you already have people who are coming to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it's not like you're out to change the world, but if somebody wants change, you're you're the world they could come to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I think is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while there, I felt like I had judgment toward people. And then I realized I had judgment to anything that was killing them. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Anything yeah. that was robbing them yeah. of their mobility, their joy, their, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then what's interesting to me is that with that inner critic of a one and the Enneagram, you know that women, even if they're not a number one, they have that going on anyway, let alone be about your body. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of self-loathing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of body shaming, you, you so know, much. it's yeah. so prevalent. Yeah. And like, I know that that can't be good because God went and Jesus with his disciples are walking around and he curses a fig tree. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, I don't know if the timing is exactly said in scripture, but he goes back and it's, it's withered. Anything you curse does not grow and feel better and mm-hmm. live. You know what I mean? Right? And so when we're like, oh, I can't believe my, and I have had to tell myself, stop that. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you'd say, I can't believe my thighs, whatever, yeah. you know, literally, you wouldn't say that to your girlfriend. Right. That would so be like so cruel. Right. Why do you say that to yourself? Mm-hmm. And this is God that made you. Like, yeah. can we be the best we can be? Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank you. This is a big new switcheroo. It's a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still like a PT. So part of me is like, okay, it's not that big, but it's like it is. Because, yeah, I mean, even just with my, you know, because I'll be integrating, I just feel like liberated. Yes. You know? I just feel like Woo! free. Yeah. That's what I'm where, all about. Yeah. Give people free. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Where it's like, I can actually, I don't have to be in this like constraint hospital system where I constantly see the brokenness of like, Oh, if I can only tell you, you know, but it's like, technically I can't. And everything is ruled by the doctors, which is fine, but it's like, well, I can help them, you know? And like, if only, you know, so I think that this is, yeah, just a great step Mm, for mm. like, you know, and you won't feel like your hands are tight because now your hands aren't tight, right? They're coming to you to be able to give information or help. Mm -hmm. So, but the PT thing would be really helpful anyway. Yeah. I mean, I know that motion is lotion. And whenever Mm -hmm. my PT said, do this for your back or do these core exercises for whatever, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I don't think pain is our friend. (laughs) So it's a a signal that something's not right, right. Right. So it's like to be able to incorporate both of those, because you may actually be able to give somebody some exercises or Mm -hmm. some, um, change this up or don't do this or whatever. Yeah. I, they go together really well, Mm -hmm. well, like, well, so I'm like blessed in the fact that it's like, okay, I didn't feel like I totally like switched trajectories, you Mm -hmm. know? And Mm -hmm. I think that they meld together so well and like they complement each other and people need both. Yeah. You know, so I'm blessed that I'm able to like bring the health coaching, but also the physical like aspect and be really trained in that and Mm -hmm. know that, like how to, how your body's supposed to move and like, you know, what is good and what's not good. Right. Um, So yeah, I just feel really like blessed to be able to do And there's just enough teacher in you to educate people. Like you want Mm -hmm. them to know. So they're empowered. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole, it's like, this is, this is six months, but this six months could be for your life. Mm-hmm. Like if you so choose to really, cause I think another thing that, that I'm watching be in our society is a lot of yo-yoing. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. And it's like, Oh, that is so discouraging for people, you know? And mm-hmm. so like, and it can be in anything. Yeah. It can be like, well, I used to write, I used to journal. Now I don't, and I'm mad at myself. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Are you in a new phase or are you mad at yourself about that? You know, whatever we kind of go through these cycles. Yeah. So for people to get some traction and keep going mm-hmm. is really neat. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do like six months. Cause yeah. like, then like, I feel like three months is too short. That's still a lot of like the yoga, you know, like stuff. And like, I feel like, so six months is like, okay, we're going through like two really like seasons of your life, you know, yeah. like fall, winter, whatever, yeah. you know? So the food's going to change and like how you feel is going to change and the weather's going to change, especially up here, you know? So, um, it's the kind of taking people through that and then yeah so it's not just like this is what I'm going to give you and like bye you know right it's like no like let me you know sit with you and we could talk about this Mm. and see them through a couple seasons nice yeah you're gonna be so good at it thank you yeah I really think you're gonna be so good at it I think it's gonna be very rewarding for you yeah I mean it's gonna still work be work and there's times Mm -hmm. where you'll be tired or it requires a lot of you but I think you will already have energy toward it so that's gonna be like half the battle, right? It's yeah. just to wake up going, I get to do this instead of I have to do sure. something. Yeah. And I think that deal. just makes life better. Yeah. You know, that's just, if you follow your passion, you follow what you like, then you don't work a yeah. day in your life. Sure. There's going to be hard days. There's going to be yeah. bad ones, but yeah, it's rewarding and 
That's yeah. so good. It's what I meant to do. I yeah, think. it really is. I'm so excited. Thank you. This is a Thank lot you. of news since the last time so, I've seen so your face. I mean, news. honestly, I think the last, well, we saw each other recently mm. at a um, wedding reception thing. Mm. But before that, it was before you even got married. And you kind of just like poof went and it's exciting. There's a lot that has happened and a lot of it is just glory to God stuff because mm-hmm. he brings us. We start at glory, which is so cool to me. We start mm-hmm. at glory, but he brings us from glory to glory. Yeah. Strength to strength. Yeah. Grace to grace. Mm-hmm. Like he's so good to us that yeah. it, it, we're not, we're not stuck. We're just mm-hmm. not stuck unless we are in our mind. Yeah. And we don't believe his goodness to do it. Then we're really stuck. But mm-hmm. otherwise, so that's really, really good. Well, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Is there anything else that's a burning thing in your heart that you either want to share with me or with anybody listening? Because uh, I don't want to not talk about it. But yeah. I just think, yeah, kind of like summary, just, you know, just if you feel like you're in your head and if you feel like, you know, you can't get rid of that critic, I know like what that yeah. feels like. And I honestly still battle that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I have good days, bad days. And I think that's natural. And that's just like this world that we live in, unfortunately. But just to know that, like, find something, you know, find a way, you know, mm-hmm. to change and knowing that I think just knowing that you can change your mind and your thoughts. And that's a, like a scientific fact, mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. really empowering that God gave us that capability yep. to change it. And so find ways and to do it, speak declarations, write things, get out in nature, surround yourself with good people. Amen. That's so yeah. true, Allison. And we live in this day and age. Yeah. And this is a time that God put us on the earth and it's already been God's plan, but science backs up what God's plan was with our brain. Yeah. Like literally, isn't that cool to know that yeah. he wasn't just saying that stuff. It's always been to protect us, mm-hmm. everything that he wants us to do when it, when our minds are renewed, yeah. you know, it's going to be better. So that's good. Well, I love talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for too. coming today. It's of been course. so good. How about if, uh, you pray for anybody out there, maybe in your mind, you're praying for your future clients in a sense, yeah. or you're praying for somebody that may never encounter you, but there may be somebody that is just a real deal listener that could be encouraged today. And then I want to pray over you and sure. our audience too. You yeah. ready? Yeah. Okay, good. Everybody. Thanks. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity and just to speak um, to Rachel, God, I, I pray for uh, all the listeners, for clients, for just any woman that needs to hear that we just surrender to you, God, that you are good, that you um, will, you, ha- you have goodness for us. God. Yeah. So I pray just to surrender. I surrender our jobs. I surrender our friendships. I surrender our need for control. I surrender all the broken things and, and our stories to you, God, that you you took on all of them already when you hung on that cross, God. And so I cast our cares and yes, that you God. are so good that you don't make us carry them, God. You know yeah. that, you know, the pack is too heavy for us and that you already did it, God. So I give you all the praise and the glory for that. God, I thank you for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you that as things continue to be uh, shaken, you're unshakable. I thank you that when things feel like they're shifting and moving all the time, you, God, are immovable. When there's change all around us, you're the God that does not change. You don't lie, and uh, you are good. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you for what you're doing in Allison's life, Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless. You'd bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, that you'd give her creative ideas. You'd give her um, connections, Father, that you'd give her favor with people that she meets with. And, God, I thank you for this 
mission statement that she has, the way that she wants to help people. She wants to help women. She wants for people to feel your victory in their life, Lord, rather than constant self-sabotaging and defeat. And so I just pray you'd bless her, God. I pray that she'd have energy toward it always. I pray, God, that you would allow people to know that, sure, all things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And so help people on the road to choose things that um, make them feel good, make them be clear in their minds and make them worship you through their bodies, through their food choices, through whatever it is that we consume, Lord. And I pray that you'd bless the people who are listening today. God, there is somebody possibly today listening that is discouraged and they feel like it doesn't matter anymore. I just should give up. And I I just say that is not from God. That's from the enemy. He's the only one that accuses 24-7. And that's his job is to condemn you. But God, that's not what you do. You are a God who does not condemn, but you definitely comfort. And you don't accuse, you definitely approve. And you don't belittle or berate God, but you call us the beloved. So I just pray in the name of Jesus for whoever is listening to know that you are the apple of God's eye, that you're a masterpiece. You're made in the image of God. And he calls you his poem, his masterpiece. You're created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he planned long ago for you to do. And I thank you that as he planned them in advance, we have this example in Allison of how you set up the pieces so that when that first domino fell years ago in her life, some of these things are coming to fruition even now. So I just bless her path and the listeners. Thank you, God, that you love us. Thank you that there's not one of us that are made alike, but we all reflect you. We love you today, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Kind of painless, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not bad. (laughs) You were good. You were so (laughs) good. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 